0: Position i of going
1: They certainly are. They can pop in as we go live and all that stuff.
2: I just wanted to introduce myself. I don't think any of you guys know me, but uh, I'm Kingsley Edwards. Aaron. Aaron. Hey, how you doing? Hey, John. <laughs> Hi.
3: Oh, are, are you here for... Is uh, Kingsley joining us? or? or-
2: he, he's at a doctor's appointment. He asked me to just kind of step in, oh, awesome. um, but he'll be on as soon as he gets back.
3: Oh, that's cool. I mean... Happy to have you. Yeah. I
4: just
2: thought I'd, I said, I'd show my pretty face, you know. So Kingsley,
3: you're better looking anyway, so it's no problem. So. I, I was going to say that, but I didn't oh. want oh. to. I, I hesitated so. to say that. I'm glad yeah, Tony I took. I, I, I wanted Tony Tony to say Tony Tony. hi
5: too. Uh, I'm Jeremy Kaufman from Library. It's, hey, uh,
3: thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, thanks for having
6: hey. me. Hey, hey Jeremy. nice to be here.
3: I'm. Uh, who knows who else will? I know. Uh, hey, Ricky. Can I just test my
0: audio real quick? Cause I lost internet, so I'm on my phone. Is can you hear me? Yeah, yeah i can hear your
3: phone audio
7: yeah yeah all right cool and, who,
3: and who is it that is that that's richard andrew grove oh richard was that you he's got a giant phone behind him oh what <laughs> <is> or, wait he <laughs>
5: could be really tiny he could be very tiny let's you know i right, have that's that's true, that's true. true i could be
3: i could be tiny you, you sound Thanks, like um, ernest hancock most of the time when he's on the show
5: why are you in
7: four by three richard just everything went down
0: uh, I'm just using my mobile, and I flipped the camera around on Zoom. So I've never done a Zoom call. I usually okay. use the cameras and the microphone in studio.
7: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: So if you can hear me, but if the audio is not clear, like I can get rid of the headpiece. It, it's uh, clear
7: enough. It's not as good as your microphone, but it's how good. How about this?
0: Nice.
7: What's up, Sam? How we doing, hey, brother? Hey
8: guys, how are you? Good to be here. Excited to see everybody, and uh, you know, super excited. Yeah, let's have a conversation with everybody.
0: Is this better audio without the headset? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All
3: right, cool. Yeah, equal.
8: Monica, how are you?
2: I'm great. How are you doing, Sam?
8: We got to do some more stuff together since you're near.
2: I know. Since there's absolutely no talent in L.A., I'm here at the exact right time. I I know. You moved here. Here. You already did a gig at the comedy (laughs) store. You're (laughs) crushing it. i'm not even a comedian
8: i know you're like oh <laughs> fuck this store that shit's easy that's, that's the <laughs> next stop staple center there
9: you
3: go mike you want it, you want to give it a try we'll we'll try go we're we're live man
1: i mean no theme song let's just roll into it we okay. got everyone here everyone's introduced themselves uh wait let me no, th- uh, wait, no point yeah here we go we're live we're
5: live yeah. a bill o'reilly we're fan live. right
1: here
3: i just need us we'll set. do it live so, can was, we
8: make our big announcement real quick? Well, Should we just oh, wait, wait, well, wait, wait,
3: wait till we're live on my channel? Oh, I thought he, we're live. It says well, we we're are live. Well, we are live on YouTube. We're, we're actually attempting to do uh, live on both channels. Multi streaming. Multi streaming. Oh, this is a simulcast. Wow. Super welcome to dangerous. 2016, everybody. Multi streaming.
8: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a different time.
7: Oh, it was. You know, that Giuliani thing is still going on. Was anybody else watching that all day?
8: Guys, how is... Oh, no, I haven't watched that today.
7: Dude, it's... I mean, he's, he's... I think there's still 10 more witnesses to go last time I checked. I mean... it. It's pretty absurd that the media is not covering any of it, no matter what you believe. I mean, they're now have an eyewitness after eyewitness after eyewitness come up and talk David, about. There is, no, there is no evidence.
2: There's zero evidence. Yeah, I know. And wow. Leslie from this 60
7: Minutes will tell me that there's no scandal with Hunter Biden, even though his Johnny Wang dangles out in front of a 14 year old girl and he's smoking crack while making crooked business deals with the Ukraine and China. That Uh, that was a meth
8: pipe. Everybody I want that as a former drug addict, I would like it cleared up. That was in fact a a meth pipe.
4: And he was in, he he was in Oregon. So it was okay.
8: No, it's interesting. I mean, but is, is this all by design? That's the whole thing. Is this chaos? I mean, I just got done talking to Whitney Webb. If you really want to go black pill, talk to Whitney Webb. She'll put you in a nice place. And, uh, She was wonderful. It was a wonderful conversation, but like they've been running simulations on this forever about just chaos and trying to get everybody to um, lose faith in the electoral system we have, which is seems to be happening. But I also believe in humanity and I think people are really getting over all of this. I think they're tired of it. I think they want like, Oh man, they're going to ride. They're going to ride. I think People are like, I'm not gonna riot, dude. I'm I'm tired of it, man. Dude, okay. Matthew says I'm wrong, but it's possible. Oh no,
10: I think you're right, man. I think you're right. I I, I think that people are overcoming it. Uh, I mean, in my community, in my community, people are basically saying, "Well, this is go back to normal." There That's why some... they have
2: to make you think that Biden won so that they can get the left to go bananas, because they really weren't gonna let get the right to go bananas. Look, the right isn't going bananas.
8: I just no. think also that like I don't I mean, like, if you want the left to go crazy, why would you just fucking start parading all these like Godzilla monsters that you want to have on your cabinet to scare the left? Because I think that stuff, and listen, I'm totally cool if this is all theater, I totally get it, but it's like, that is just like, people are just like, oh dude, you're just a piece of shit too, which we all knew, yeah. but for some reason, people just, I mean. Yeah, but Sam, Black. you're talking
7: about a base that today was tweeting out that Rand Paul is a puppet of Vladimir Putin, because he oh. dare say Fauci should apologize for what he's done to children in the school systems. Forget about apologize. He should be in prison.
8: Prison, dude. There's a firing line for that
7: guy. I'll fight him for charity, dude. I'm not calling for any violence. (laughs) You know how I feel about that, Sam. And by the way, guys, why would you want violence? Why can't we just institute the Great Reset as kind of the new uh, Rikers Island for these high-level criminals where they don't own anything. Uh, They're surveilled all the time. There's a track and trace database system. In fact, we can tune in on a YouTube channel and go to Dick Cheney's cell and watch him crying in there. I think that's the better way to go. You know, make an example by putting high level people in prison and caging them up like they want us caged. I I I
8: think we should convert.
7: Watch them not commit
4: suicide. Well,
7: well, I did a story today and anybody can look this up. It was on CTV about a 90 year old woman who is completely 100% healthy. And she hasn't been able to see her family for nine months. And rather than be locked down and literally, when it first started, she was quarantined into her room for two weeks on top of that. So not only are you going to lunch where they're putting up plexiglass, you can't talk to the people in your home anymore, you can't talk to your family, but we put you in basically solitary for two weeks. This woman, because it's fashionable in Canada, actually decided to take her own life and had a medically induced suicide, 100% fine physically in front of her family so she could be with her family one more time and not be isolated for them for however when they say it's okay. I mean, that's the new deal, man. And you yeah. you got to remember, these are the same people that you can call them death panels if you want, but they were saying, you know what? Instead of giving grandpa that hip surgery at 76, give him a cane. Give him a cane. He's not rich. Fuck him. Like, seriously.
2: Why are you yeah, even giving a shoot him?
8: society.
2: What do you think is going to happen when, you know, Christmas rolls around and more than two households meet in California, (laughs) the city or county or whatever shuts off the power and the water of that house. And there's a guy who's on oxygen or needs a CPAP machine or, you know, something. And that guy, someone dies or gets seriously hurt because they don't have electricity or power. Hey, uh, it's
6: what the military call collateral damage.
2: (laughs) I think, you know, I think right. I think Sam's right. People are waking up and I think... Once that happens, once someone dies or seriously gets injured because the city shuts off their power, their water, uh, I think people are going to rise up and and really just take it to the streets. Well,
7: I Matthew. think the Great Resistance has to happen before then. We have to go occupy the halls of government, not just D.C. I like what Jones is doing on the 12th. This is bigger than an election issue, right? Right. Uh, Don't get me wrong. The election issue is huge. It's egregious. It's in your face. I mean, they put out an old man that didn't have to have rallies, didn't have to remember his name, was embedded in scandals (laughs) as a literal establishment puppet of the predator class for decades, for decades, and outward about it, by the way, not shy about it at all, talking about crooked Ukrainian deals at the CFR laughing with Richard Haas. That's the kind of respect they had for us. Huge scandal. But other than that, I'm locked in my house still. They're making me wear a mask at the coffee shop. They're censoring every doctor, even that latest one who put out a paper published by Johns Hopkins. What was that out? 48 hours? 48 hours before they took it away? They're censoring former executives from Pfizer. The censorship has to end. We have to go storm. The halls of local government we will bring Wi-Fi. If you're working from home anyway, bring your laptop. And we just work there until all of these things are done. We cannot acquiesce to anything anymore. Not masks, not lockdowns, not your business shutting down. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they want to fine you. Rip it up. Piss on it. OK, don't show up to court. Make them arrest you. Make them be the forcible monsters that they are, because this is the new civil rights movement. And if you're not willing to take a baton or a hose or get drug out, I don't know that you really want freedom, whether that's in the I United agree. States of America or anywhere else in this world. So the great resistance has Do to it. combat the great Do reset, it. and we have to say no to everything. Uh,
8: Matt, you, Matthew, I think you're at one. And are you on two different uh, lines? Because I see you're down here too.
10: Um, yeah. Yeah, just in case I needed to share a screen. Now
8: you're in three. That's great. You're doing oh, it. Yeah, I like
10: that. Hey, do that again. Did it, did oh, that's great. I'm I'm chasing now.
6: <laughs> hey, did you guys uh, did you guys hear the new uh rule that could allow for a uh, gas and firing squads for you? I was
2: just I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? It's crazy. The Justice Department is literally going to expand yeah. execution methods like firing squads for federal death row inmates.
8: Who, who who's going to be on that death row, though? That's the question. We're all thinking it's going to be, like, yeah. these uh really, uh these evil fucking psychopaths, but that might be, like, a drive-through of, like, getting rid of a dissent. Okay, next up. Boom, 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 boom Next up, turn and burn.
2: Yeah, that's when I got off the death uh. penalty, is that, like, even if you're guilty because treason and, like, certain drug trafficking and murder are all capital offenses, so... What's treason when the people who are making those decisions don't recognize the constitution anyway? I'm not just that. those people are themselves are treasonous.
10: Didn't so. I see a headline about Canada getting auto-guillotines?
3: Auto-guillotines. I, didn't
10: hear that. <laughs> I would about guys. We, we that, we that,
8: are alone. we going?
6: Are we going? ah, uh, la, la revolution. Is that what's <laughs> happening? You don't remember <laughs> what happened during the French Revolution? There I was remember, a lot yeah. of uh uh, a lot of elites that uh, had a bad day. Hey, I think maybe hey, the idea they bring was it to out, flip it, though.
8: Yeah, if they bring it out, I think they'll wake people up, man. You know, I don't want violence. Yeah. I don't want violence to anybody, but no. our our politicians aren't afraid of us. And that's the worst thing. There's no fear because yeah. there's no right. Red- I mean, when was the last time an honest, the God, like elite got in trouble? I think it was like the Iran-Contra affair. And like they had a patsy for that. And maybe Scooter Libby, but that's about it.
10: Well, well didn't Chris they Hedges give him talks- a spot on Fox News too?
8: Yeah. And he's running but- the NRA. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah.
11: Chris Hedges talks about this, about how there was a scene. He wrote about the scene in his book from back in the 60s when, when Nixon is in the Oval Office with Kissinger. And they've put buses end to end all the way around surrounding the White House because there's people out there that are freaking out and they're trying, they're they're about to, you know, riot. And he said, he said that in the White, White House, you have uh, Nixon saying, Henry, they're going to come and get us. They're going to get us, Henry. They're going to come and get us. And he said, that's exactly where you want them to be mentally mm. at all times that you want them to feel as if there might be repercussions for their action, that that the people might actually come and get them. And they don't feel that politicians yeah. do not feel that they don't fear us. They don't fear repercussions. They don't fear uh, the department of justice. Cause it's totally corrupted. They know they're not going to go. They're not going to see any real time. Uh, and we, the people have been way too passive. I'm not calling for violence to be clear, but I am calling for, for them to look over their shoulders before, you know, before they do something shitty to us, but the, the, the way they have uh, been acting for the last 40 years has been that they know that there's nothing that we're going to do to them for the things that they've done. And until that changes, I don't think we should expect any sort of real results from the politicians.
3: Well, let's get into something uh, specifically, because all the things we're talking about, starting a revolution, getting people angry... That's only possible if people can actually get the information, the truth. Because if not, they're brainwashed, and uh, and that's kind of like the focus of today's show: is how do we, as content creators and people who are trying to get this information out there, how you know what are our options, what are our issues, and what are our our, our alternatives? And uh, and that's why we have Matt with us today. We have Aaron and we have Jeremy, and maybe some other people who might join join us later, but. Uh, for now, do you guys uh, want to jump in in regards to some of the work you guys are doing in regards to giving people like us, content creators, a place where we can spread our information, spark ideas without any censorship?
2: Yeah. I mean, for us at Float, creating a censorship-resistant platform is super important to us. I mean, watching so many of of you guys, I mean, good friends of ours, they're incomes just slashed and people are just being censored left and right. I mean, you can't even say take vitamin C on YouTube anymore. Um, yeah, we, I mean, coming on onto flow, like we really just wanted to give creators a way for them to a monetize as much as they could and keep their monetization instead of giving YouTube 30%. Um, but we wanted a place where people can, can share their ideas and share their opinions and, and basically cultivate conversations about what we're going to do to move things forward. Um, it, it's, to keep using these legacy platforms is it's like going back to an abuser, um, you know? So for us, we really just wanna encourage people to share their ideas, share their skill sets, um, you know? So people in the same communities can get together with those people and say, hey, if I pull my child out of school, you're 10 miles down the road and you're a teacher, you know, like let's let's build like these micro communities and, and basically help each other get out of this indoctrination camp of schools, get out of this way of like this information war or sharing ideas and opinions on Facebook and then getting censored and kicked off. So there's no place to share your thoughts or opinions or um, concerns about the world. So uh, yeah, so I think, you know, just getting onto platforms like Library, Odyssey, Float, Gab, uh, those are just super important.
1: Uh, just as an aside, we are streaming to float.app right now. And awesome. uh, I, the, the people over at float, I've been testing out streaming and seeing what it can take bit rate wise for my servers. And they are very accommodating and very easy to work with. The interface is very easy to use for people. So, so if you're looking to stream to a platform, float makes it incredibly easy to do so. Thank you. Yep. That's all I got. Yeah. Right it, on. It's good.
5: Yeah, uh, that's that's awesome that that you're doing that, uh, and because uh, uh, you know I, I agree completely that we need to be uh, finding and using um, alternatives that have better policies and that are, are more respectful uh, to us as individuals. Uh, so I'm I'm here representing uh, Library uh, and Odyssey. Uh, so Odyssey.com uh, has become, I think, uh, the well, we we think it's uh, it's not an alternative, but the successor. Uh, you know these these platforms have become um, they've become uh, very corporate they've become very controlled. Uh, you know the creators who are starting now you know you you're not going to get big on these on these platforms anymore. Uh, and so if, if people are looking for an um, for, for something uh, that's a little bit more respectful than than YouTube, uh, there's an incredible roster of creators that are using Odyssey.com, including a number of people uh, here. Uh, as well as some, uh, some really, really big names. Uh, so you can check out the odyssey.com homepage and, and see all of that. And part of the reason that we think uh, we'll ultimately win, you don't need to understand uh, all of this, uh, but Odyssey is built on top of a really revolutionary technology called Library. Uh, and unlike pretty much everything else, uh, uh, every, certainly every other video uh, platform, uh, Library allows you to uh, really have an unprecedented degree of, of ownership and control. Uh, we basically do to uh, publishing what Bitcoin did to to money. So um, I'm here, you know, I, I, I've already heard things said tonight that, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily agree with, but that doesn't matter. You know, like you shouldn't need to agree with the people who, who, who build technology to be allowed to talk. Uh, and I, I agree. Uh, I, I feel that very strongly. And that's a big part of why we're doing what we do. Uh, here at here at Library and
2: Odyssey, and another way that we're going to win is these platforms. I feel like there's hundreds, hundreds of social media alternatives out there, and none of them are working together. And I want to work with you, Jeremy. I want yeah. to I want to build things float in Library and Odyssey. Like I want to take us to the moon. Like I want to collaborate with all the platforms that are out there that are combating the censorship online and so that's the way to work together. that's the way to, to win is to work together and to collaborate and to create things that circumvent the way that things are going Absolutely.
5: yeah com- completely agreed and we're, we're very favorable towards that everything we do uh is is open source uh and uh, even uh, in terms of the things the things that we've built um you know we had hundred several hundred people uh contribute to our software last year and most of them didn't work at the company um, and so I think that there are a lot of people out there who are, I mean, everyone here, right? We're all motivated. We all share this. Um, we all share this idea
10: that uh, we we need uh, alternatives. And that's where my company is coming in to try to help all of you. Uh, we're content safe. What we do is provide media redistribution services. Uh, we're presently helping redistribute about 10 content creators to uh, Float, BitChute, Library, and a half a dozen other um, alt-media platforms and social media platforms. That's huge. Uh, and I know it's one of the big complaints. I've been talking to content creators about this idea for a few years. One of their biggest complaints is, oh, great, we've got all these places we can take things to, but we don't have the time to do more than one or two. We'd rather be focused on creating our content. and." What I did was visualize this, make it into a reality where we have a scaled architecture that we can redistribute to hundreds of platforms if they exist.
2: Nice. What's the name of your platform?
10: Content Safe.
3: Content Safe. Okay. Content yeah, Safe.
2: Let's so let's talk. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick, yeah. I'd I
8: also to... want to uh, introduce Jamie from Rockfin. Uh, I've been blessed to be working on Rockfin and uh i've had nothing but a wonderful experience there and um i think it's a i love their what they're doing there they're they're a paywall service uh well they have a paywall service that is like competitive with uh patreon and uh i would love to hear from jamie and tell you because i'm really thankful for the the and i know that um I know that a couple guys on here are on um, Rockfin, and I I know that they're very happy with it. And you know, I, I I'm like Paul Revere. I'm like yelling to anybody: get on multiple platforms. Uh, what it, Patreon's great because that's where everyone goes. But you know, you got Subscribe Star, you got and Rockfin, and I re- I'm really happy with Rockfin as a paywall site. And I think it's got, it's a great, it's what, well, and Jamie, you can jump in here, but I, I believe it is. um I believe it's kind of like the Netflix model where you pay one fee for a bunch of uh, uh paywall. So. And I think that's, Fucking brilliant man and i tell all the guys here you know I, I know rockfin wants big names there i'm working with them as the other people are on the site to get bigger names on there but also some of you guys in the alternative community who are ha- who have a smaller following i personally think rockfin is a great place for you to go because you know i've seen people that have done jimmy door show and they get on the they get they there and they got they get a big following cuz people know them from Jimmy Dore. so all the Jimmy Dore people f- start following them there and I I think Jamie's got a great idea and I love everybody's platforms and I would love to be on all of them I think Matthew's idea is fucking great and probably is a game changer that will help us push back but you know I'd love to hear from Thanks Jamie so. too
3: Jamie you you ready or you, you need a second Yes sorry I'm in the yep.
9: car so it's a little dark here we go
3: Yeah shady hey, uh,
9: that's how we like it <laughs> I know it. It totally looks shady. Um, so, first of all, thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Uh, the reason I joined this call is I, I did wanted to learn more about content safe. I I agree that that's a feature that's been asked by some of our creators. So I wanted to kind of hear the high level, and if if there's interest, then I would take it offline with him and and see how we can integrate. I would love some that of- dude. Some of his technology into ours, so that's that's the reason uh, that that I joined. Now, awesome. uh, the the last thing I'll say is um, I, I don't really like the word alternative platform. We're building a billion dollar platform. We're not here to be an alternative to anything. We're here to be the leader on monetization of content. So I know in this world, in the alternative world, the the main goal for, for a lot of people is to put the truth out there. And I, and I love that, uh, for us, we're not just, uh, politics or, or conspiracy or, or whatever we have actually a, uh, most of our content is, is on sports. Um, so our, our, main goal is that when a creator joins that they're able to monetize the content better than anywhere else. And, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's all I'll say, but yeah. originally, Let me back
7: was, that up, Jamie. Because without Jamie and them contacting me, I think not even a year ago, right? Some, somewhere maybe about 12 months ago, somewhere in there and saying, hey, this was a platform that I could actually monetize my content. Now I've been de-pla- or, uh, demonetized completely on YouTube for eight plus months. This platform is the only reason I was able to move to Iowa. This is the only reason I have money in the bank account right now for any kind of an emergency. And it is an ingenious platform In the sense that, number one, um, it's great that Float lets you go live. BitChute still doesn't. They have that. Then, like he said, this is sports-based content. So this is actually started by an entrepreneur named uh, Martin Florini. If you know what Flow Sports is, if you're a guy like me, it's instant name brand recognition. Number two, people like Ben Askren, uh, people like Duke Rufus, people big in mixed martial arts, niche things like wrestling, not pro wrestling, but actually high school and collegiate wrestling are huge there as well and then it's alternative media. So you don't have cat videos. There's no cooking tutorials. Right now, it's a niche thing. And I've been able to take my audience of 59,000 people at YouTube and convert that now to over 8,000 followers there. On top of that, the paying subscribers that are now coming through with the way they pay, which is also brilliant, an ERC token that they're burning versus the money they're taking in every month, every time they swipe that 9.99 and the content that people are watching, that's premium who you're bringing in as well and maintaining them is better than a one-to-one right now because obviously Ethereum's going up, Bitcoin is going up. So what does that mean one-to-one? Let's say I had 10 subscribers paying uh, 9.99 a month, right? So that's $100 that would come to me, right? That's just a a thing. I'm getting more than that $100 if I wanted to cash out immediately. Now, by not cashing out immediately and actually believing in this network, I believe that the ERC token uh, that they're using, the Ray token, will actually grow. It's it's highly different than what, you know, I've talked to the guys at Mines. and, And don't get me wrong, all these alternative platforms, like you said, are great, and you shouldn't call them alternatives. But this one is based in actual currency. It's happening now, and it's not just for everybody to come in. So I'm just telling anybody out there right now that does have an audience that is worried about being completely deplatformed on YouTube, like I am, that wants to, and you can put everything out for free too. Like, I want to make that very clear as well. It's not like you're forced to monetize your content. It's just overall an amazing platform. And Jamie, thank you so much, man, because I wouldn't be sitting at this desk at this nice studio, um, you know, with my family upstairs screaming and hollering without you.
5: Yeah, I just wanted to to chime in. We're not uh, Odyssey is not exactly in the membership class, but it does offer uh, CPMS that are comparative or higher than YouTube, uh, also paid in cryptocurrency.
8: Every all the all the platforms here all have super strengths, and they're very important. And I love that. You know, Aaron was like, "I want to work with Jeremy." I think that's important because I think that we need to spread our our, our content everywhere. And if, you know, it's like James Corbett said on the first Union of the Unwanted, if we're in one place, it's easy to control us. If we're all over the place, so we should have Float, we should have Rockfin, we should have Library, we should have all these places. And they all have wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, opportunities for alternative creators. And I think this show today, and I got to say, Ricky, you did a great job booking it because I am I am loving this conversation man this conversation is wonderful and to me everybody that's here is like man this is historic shit right here and i think if we all do more of this we have more conversations like this we can create something that bangs with youtube because youtube's going to become the the mass singer of websites just where the dumb go to fucking clap okay (laughs)
5: that's (laughs) right yeah right so
8: i mean we got like what the people we have here today We are all blessed to be talking to them and they're talking about their platforms and and, and Matthew with his system is a game changer. So the three, the, the the three websites here and Matthew, this is historic and I'm very thankful that uh,
10: it's good that you brought that up, Sam, because I think I look at these platforms and I think that's great. Let's not call them all platforms. Let's call them platforms. I look at this as a transitional step. What we at ContentSafe imagine is we're gonna go beyond these hosted platforms. We're gonna start teaching and encouraging and providing services so that people can move out to IPFS and any other future technologies that might become viable. I personally don't think that technologies like IPFS are viable at the moment, but I do think they, some technology like that will be viable in the near future and it will provide that there won't need to be platforms.
5: Sure, I mean, it's, will just be. It's, it's library and 8 million people watched the video via last yeah. week, right? Like we already provide the user experience. It's people don't even know, right? Most people don't even know they're using a, a web 3.0 technology when they yeah. interact with library because we don't put it at the front. It's a normal experience, but it's backed by something that's fundamentally radical mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the amount of uh, of control and censorship resistance it offers.
3: So the people on the call who are content creators, do you guys have questions? I'm sure you have some questions for some of these platforms. Would you guys want to?
8: I would like to ask one, if I don't mind, then I'll shut up for a little while. Uh, As we see, you know, we have people, we have seen what happened with BitChute. All of a sudden, they they get knocked offline. They're dealing with this. To the people who have... um, Websites that you're dealing with, uh, or um, you have your platforms. Are there anything you're? Are you taking any precautions to push back against these things? Of so they don't knock Library or Float or, or Rockfin offline. Is there anything you can
5: do? Well, we take a sort of two tiered approach. Uh, so Odyssey.com is the equivalent of Coinbase. Coinbase follows all of the laws around. Bitcoin odyssey.com is is in time, is intended to be a mainstream brand. Um it'll be have better policies than YouTube has, but it's a mainstream brand and it's it all follows the law. Uh, library desktop is a is a peer-to-peer client uh that doesn't uh require our company to use and interact with the network. So you can use a completely peer-to-peer version or you can use the sort of centralized version and there are different trade-offs between uh, you know between using both of those and they have some some different properties. So basically you have this one that's very, very resistant that people can always have access to. You have one that's a little bit more convenient, but um, you know, that that has to make certain pragmatic choices.
2: I, I actually really love what you guys do over at library in this regard. I think you guys do it really, really well. And it, it should be almost like the model. Um, you know, for us at Float, you know we are centralized. Um, However, decentralization is a huge priority of ours moving forward, um, as well as having many, many copies of our our server, uh, many, many backups, Um, you know, but moving forward, like we really do want to decentralize and whether that means putting it on blockchain or moving on to IPFS, uh, creating as many nodes as possible, uh, distributed nodes as possible. And, you know, that's our, our end goal. So that's how, you know, we plan to combat that.
5: I actually Um, want to emphasize as the decentralized guy here, like I think I think Float and Aaron, like these are very pragmatic choices. Like we've the the honest truth is we've moved towards more centralized with stuff like Odyssey because centralization does a lot of things that people need. Um, And so, you know, you you want um, I do think these the decentralization is very important and it needs to be there. But the honest truth is, if you want to have mainstream reach, if you want to be able to reach a lot of people with your content, Mm Um, you need to have people need to be able to just go to a website and click play. Right. Yep.
2: Exactly. It needs to be easy. That's the it's exactly the issue with decentralization. It's just usability. Uh, it's compromised right now. And I hope to see that be fixed over the next five to 10 years. Uh, yeah, and,
10: and I think it will be fixed. I, I think yeah. that we won't need that in 10 years. But uh, I think Jeremy's right. I think right now it's just a pragmatic decision, and I've had this discussion with other people who do distributed technologies. Uh, and Jeremy, you guys, I must say, I've reviewed your architecture; it is kick-ass. Really <laughs> thank is. you, thank yeah. you. It's,
5: uh, and it's it's um, actually the biggest. You gave us really the biggest compliment, which is you integrated with us without talking to us, uh, 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 which means that we've uh, we've done it correctly. Uh, yeah,
10: though, I would love to have a discussion with you guys <laughs> offline because there are certain things that could reduce maybe some obstacles that we run into. Hey,
5: yeah, we... yeah, for sure. And um, I'm I'm a big, I'm a, a big supporter of what you guys are doing uh, as well. Our whole thing is, you know, we're not, every, everyone else's strategy is like, we want to secure you and then we want to like lock you away. We want to trap you, right? And that's, that's the opposite of our approach. We're not trying to trap everyone. So we love, um, we love all kinds of different integrations and collaborations. And, and, you
10: know, I guess this brings to, light one other topic. I don't know if we want to do it now or not, but one thing I've noticed, and I think you guys do a pretty good job about this, and that is search. Search in these platforms is a problem, and it's something that needs to be kind of addressed. Like, look at BitShoot Search. Yeah. BitShoot Search is not quite there yet. Um uh, in, in general, actually, the
5: discovery in general to even broaden it, which includes search, but also things like recommendations, mm-hmm. um, machine learning, mm-hmm. um, training Which we algorithms. also plan yeah. to
10: do as yeah. well. We're planning maybe 20, 2022 integrating our own recommendation engine that would go cross-platform. In fact, sorry to interrupt you there, Jeremy, but uh, I hope some of you who are closer to my age might remember Metacrawler
5: multi sort of search engine thing.
10: Yeah, we're actually yeah. got that in the works to build a Metacrawler across the different platforms. So that that's something that I really would like to see happen as well.
2: Cool. I've been wanting to do a social media round table for months now, I just haven't had the time to put it all together. But I, w- I would love to just kind of create our own little social media roundtable where we meet privately or publicly or whatever, and we just discuss how we can integrate and help one <laughs> another.
10: In fact, Aaron, I've got some ideas I'd like to throw over your way that I've been doing work for some people in different industries uh, for business social networks and we might share some ideas. Let's do it. Um, Maybe uh, something to to
5: shift the discussion a little bit. Um, A a lot of the problem is not just technological, it's not just product, it's it's social, it's Mm -hmm. uh, expressive, it's communicative. Mm-hmm. How can we all do a better job, um, you know, let, making people aware of the problems that uh, the, uh, the, the traditional platforms have, um, helping giving people the tools to um, to move. Part of what makes it hard is like you, people are very established. That is part of why these platforms become so entrenched is like they have this weight to them and it's hard to it's hard to step out and it's hard to step away. Um, how can we do a better job in this area?
2: Well, uh, I think Float has kind of started that process uh, by being able to import your Facebook data. Um, you know, like it's it's the most difficult thing, as you mentioned, to pull people away from these platforms because their families are on there. That's where their content has lived for over 10 plus years. And it's right. just exhausting to go and save each individual photo and video and blah, 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 blah. So we've actually created a way where you can download your Facebook data in JSON format and upload it onto Float. So it'll actually collect nice. all of your data within, you know, you can separate the time periods, but it'll post your uh, posts, videos, and your uh, images and dock it over to Float. So I think that's a good way to at least, you know, say, hey, listen, if you don't want to sit there and waste hours saving content from Facebook and then uploading on the other platforms, just download your data and do it all in one fell swoop. So that's like, that's the start, uh, at least for us. But, uh, you know, it's just, I think, honestly, I think Facebook is doing our job for us. Uh, and, you know, with they're censoring stupid content, you know, just like stupid mm-hmm. little conversations, jokes people make. Uh, you know, I, I think Kingsley was joking around with a friend and uh, he just wrote, like, oh, I'll cut you. Facebook's like, oh, st- got to stop you right there. Can't say that. You know, <laughs> like, stupid shit, man. So I think they're honestly doing our work for us in that regard. Uh, I don't know about you, but my Facebook feed is all about, hey, what's the alternative Alternative of the week? Where are we going to go? You know, like, oh, I'm on Gab. Oh, I'm on parlor, Oh, I'm on Library. Uh, it's just like a mass freaking exodus. So I think people are, are done. They've had it.
1: They may be done. I'm, I'm a creator. Uh, I do a little programming here and there in Python. Um, uh, so I, technologically, I can wrap my head around some of what you guys are doing. Um, but as a creator, YouTube is very comfortable because it's it's on my mobile device. Uh, I still stream there. It can, it can feel kind of scary to leave it because it's so convenient to search what you want and it usually typically will come up. so for me as a creator, I still want to produce things for YouTube, even though it is restrictive. I don't get promoted the same way I did five years ago for the same type of content. Um, so it is kind of scary to leave that. Uh, I do most of my research and media consumption on my phone. I listen to YouTube. I don't, I mean, I use it basically as my radio to listen to podcasts on YouTube. Um, if a library starts to have that capability, I'm there. If Float has a mobile app, I am, I'm there. Rockfin, uh, I love Rockfin. Uh, if they start to have a mobile app with that capability, I am there. Yeah. Uh, BitChute is, you know, BitChute nice. It looks like crap though. The UI is <laughs> garbage and they have to know this at this point. Yeah,
2: And it's important for people to report that so they can at least kind of take, take that criticism and cater it to what their users want.
10: And I think that looking at it like we do, we kind of dig into things in order to be able to integrate. And there are some fairly simple things that BitChute could do to make it a lot better. And it wouldn't take a fortune to do it. Well, let me say this.
9: uh, I,
7: I, I just think that the biggest obstacle that nobody's talking about and really needs to be addressed is the fact that you have big tech collusion. Let's not, you know, act like that's not a thing. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, the three largest platform openly collude against Gab. They uh, openly collude against alternate, alternate video platforms like BitChute. You got to understand your growth at some point, even Parler, right? I'm hearing so much about Parler. Well, that's because they have some big names and big money behind it. And but on- what's the chatter? Oh, well, I'm just saying the chatter on people that aren't, you know, big, um, aren't aware of the censorship or enjoy the censorship really, or buy into Russian collusion, for instance, they now think this is a platform like Gab is for white supremacists and Nazis. And if you're on there, you're a Nazi and a white supremacist. They take it further when you're on Twitter and you try to click one of those links and you get it like you're going to a third rate porn site. That's going to scrape your info and it warns you not to go there. That's a huge issue when you're talking about 80 to 90% of the full traffic of the internet being run on these three sites. So that's what I would also say is unique about Rockfin is it is not necessarily dependent on traffic from those three sites to gain awareness because it is like a Netflix for creator. You know what you're going there for. If you are a paid member, you know why you're paying. You're paying for that creator, but you get everybody's content. I'm just saying that the Big tech collusion is probably the number one obstacle. Everybody is going to come up. You gotta understand, we're talking YouTube again, I've said it a million times, but it's not only the largest video platform in the world. It is the second largest search engine under the first largest search engine, which is of course, Google, under the first largest operating system in the most hands in the world, Android. And they openly work with NASA on AI and quantum computing. You're not dealing with a traditional techno- uh, uh, technopoly. This is a big deal. And I think that it, if we're ever going to reach that next level where, hey, your neighbor is on any of these platforms we're talking about, and it's just a
10: normal thing, we have to address that, fight it, and somehow win. Yeah, I, I think that we yep. need to stop saying it's necessarily about free speech. We need to make this more nasty sounding. This this is about monopolization of media and That's what I've taken to explaining to my more normie friends that they say, well, why would they want to censor people, content creators that make cooking videos? I said, because they want to have
6: control. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's
10: all about control. There's
5: there's an even easier, uh, uh, you know, which is someone has to make the choice. Right. So do you want Mark Zuckerberg to be making that choice for you? But you don't I don't need to prove to you that don't need to argue about the specific choices. The choice has to reside somewhere. Who do you want it to reside with? You know, why would, why are we, when we distrust what Mark Zuckerberg in every other context about our information and every uh, now we're trusting him to decide what anyone gets to watch and, and read and these kinds of things. And so I think when you put it, that's of all the ones I've explored talking to people, that one gets it to click with just about everybody that, oh, someone has to decide. And why would I trust these people to decide for me? Mm-hmm.
9: Yeah, so I'm going to go back to address uh, how Rockfin handles the question that um, Sam, uh, I think number one, as, as all of you mentioned, get, we're very paranoid, right? Because right now, when, when, when we become the size of something, they're going to come after us. And that means, oh, we can shut down 200 creators at once. Great. Right. So then so we become very paranoid and, and we see it. Our strategy is essentially how can they come after us? So one point of attack, I think Flo said we backing up all our data and and what's called also containerize so that if we move, if we need to move from one cloud service to another, we can right. do it at the click of a switch. So that's number one, because I think, you know, Jason, you mentioned three. I would probably, you know, at some point, Amazon's going to get in the game. and and start shutting down their cloud services to whoever they want. So that's number one. And number two for us is the payment side, which we know people have been banned from PayPal and, and, and merchant accounts and so on. And so that one is easier because that one you can just have multiple merchant accounts, and again, if one doesn't like you, then you shut them down. Maybe you pay a little bit higher fees to the next one, but then you use that one. And so that that's how that's how Rockfin's strategy is, being completely paranoid, making sure that our points of attack have a backup back plan B, plan C. Mm-hmm.
1: Have have you
6: guys uh, have you guys thought about actually having a, uh, you know, uh, everybody gets together and, you know, the media space that you guys have right now, like library, everybody is creating their own data center. I built data centers uh, like I'm a telecom technician by trade. So uh, have you guys ever thought about like doing something like that collaborating because you need everybody together because if everyone is not together, it's hard to, you know, create actually a big data center that you guys could benefit on and then build upon know later on it's just a thought
10: I would love us to do that the that would work great for us uh, collaboration cooperation providing some uniformity of API so that we can shunt data between one another uh, the potential for a distributed search I mean I think it's a win for everybody
9: I mean, that, that's kind of, the, I don't know about sharing data per se, but the reason I joined this call was to see what these guys have and understand it more and maybe look more into it tomorrow and then have some conversations because collaboration is key in getting um, stronger, as you mentioned, but it's also uh, getting better quicker, right? So if, right. if they have a technology, sure, I'm sure like our engineers can build it, but if they can continue doing something else that's more important to our core, features and and not and and their core feature is one feature that our uh, creators exactly. have requested then why not why why would we spend time on that when we can collaborate on that
10: yeah it, it works the same for the content creator as well as the platform if we can provide you with something that eases you to focus on your primary mission that's what we're here for we don't intend to be a media platform mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think convenience, one thing that we touched on is very important, like Mike said. Uh, I think you're much more likely to get somebody to, to leave iPhone and go to Android or vice versa if they can just, if because there's an easy way to transfer that information, like that simple thing will prevent somebody from going to a different platform, just like the convenience. So I think what, what Aaron said, the float thing of like having your Facebook information go right to float and not having to upload everything all over again, I think that's kind of what you, you were you were saying you can do now. Uh, makes life a lot easier. I think an app. I mean, I it's super easy just to put in a URL. But it's a little bit easier to just hit a bu- you know a little icon on your phone. And people are lazy. We find the path of least resistance. So if we can cut a corner, we will. And I think the YouTube thing does have the convenience on their side. But I think uh, to be the devil's advocate the convenience isn't going to be as important as the fact that you can't find anything anymore on YouTube, nothing interesting. And it's getting to the point where like people like myself who research and been researching for a long time and and everybody else on this call, you could go down some rabbit holes on YouTube and using Google or whatnot. Now you can't, you can't find anything. I mean, you can't, you, you can't even find the content creators who are on this call on YouTube or, or Google, even if you, in many cases put in the exact title of the show, so I think people more than ever are looking for alternatives and they they've gone so far. And I remember Ben Swan saying this on my show, like they just overplayed their hand where it's almost like they went too far where now people are like, listen, I like the convenience, but you went so far that fuck the convenience. I, I Now I'm like, uh, you know, it's useless. You have a useless platform. If I don't like somebody mentioned it, unless I want to look at cooking videos or how to videos or whatever. But if you really want to learn something and listen to something thought provoking you're much more open to go into a rockfin or library or chute or whoever it may be, um, or use float because you do have, and that's the thing with Parler. I know there's a lot of c- conversations about um, where they're getting their money or whatnot, and who knows if Parler is gonna survive or if people it's gonna end up having the same issues uh, Twitter had. But I think it, it just it, it shows you how how much people really just want alternatives because Parler, you know, people jumped on a Parler just because they heard, oh, this is the uh, Twitter without the censorship, you know, so. It's just, it's just one of those things where I really do believe we're, we're at this transition where people are finally fed up and, and not just open to alternatives, seeking alternatives.
2: Yeah. I think the user ability thing also plays a huge role. I mean, it has to be intuitive. Uh, that's something that I think I really underestimated when we started Float is just how important intuitiveness is. Uh, it almost needs to like... What's the word? it needs to have that feel of like existing social media because i can't tell you how many how many nights i've stayed up to like 4 30 a.m just helping users figure out what this button on float does what this button on float does so like really having a very intuitive platform and a good ui experience god Mm. it's like so underrated
3: so completely, uh, completely agreed other content creators tim Tease, Richard, uh, Truthzilla, uh, any of you guys, Charlie, any I can of you speak guys- up
0: for Content Safe. Um, so, my name is Richard Grove. I've uh, done long form podcasts since 2006. I've made films, I've uh, got thousands of hours of content out there. And I'm still monetized uh, outside of YouTube. I am monetized on YouTube, but I don't use it because I have other offers out there. And um, I've been working with Matthew and Content Safe since before they created it. His original thing was, people were getting censored, here's how to prevent their content from getting lost. And I said, that's a good pitch, but it's a fear-based pitch on loss. What I need as a content creator is, I wanna upload one place and put it on YouTube, and BitChute, and Library, and Float, and uh, Rockfin. I've applied to Rockfin, I'm a Burmese referral, but I'm still waiting to hear back, I don't know. Um, And he was able to facilitate that. So I would start getting emails it's like uh, something we uploaded a couple of days ago has now trickled through to BitChute or Library. And so um, we, we have a new podcast called Grand Theft World, where we're taking everyone who's getting censored off these platforms, put them in one place. But we're also hosting that on Library, BitChute. When it's allowed on YouTube, it goes on YouTube. Uh, but ContentSafe is facilitating that so I can continue to focus on highest and best use of my time, which is teaching and dealing with clients and producing. And I don't have to struggle with bit shoot crashing and going back and trying to re-upload because I wasn't willing to do that. Yeah. So it allows me to save time, be more productive. And that's why I think more people were getting interested in the past couple months because now it's that's a thing. More I
2: more to learn about about content save, but I'm like getting goosebumps. I'm like so excited. <laughs> I think it's such a brilliant little platform. Like honestly, I, I really think it's what you guys do is very important. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to check this out and like talk to you more.
0: Well, I do want to give connections that Matt needs to make because like he could get very overwhelmed very quickly. Oh yeah. So really, I think, you know, it's like Derek Rose, it's other people, colleagues of mine that are in the freedom community that we've said, hey, if you need this service, take a meeting with Matt. And I told Ricky in July, but he didn't really. But when I tweeted it last week, he's like, hey, can I set up a meeting with Matt? And then they talked for two hours the other day. (laughs) So, yeah, now's the time to get it everywhere and distribute it, not
2: centralized. I was just—I was just on a podcast with Jason bassler the co-founder of the Free Thought Project, and you know he's been censored. Just uh, can I curse on here? Yes,
1: please. No, censor, this is a censorship <laughs> podcast. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> 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 don't <laughs> that. Fucking don't
8: fucking swear. Just say earmuffs. Earmuffs.
2: Right. Yeah, so he's been serious. So, like, censored like a fuck ton, and you know like, he actually told me that he literally posts across. 15 different platforms and it takes him majority of the day. Um, you know, so it's like, God, a platform like that will, that will help you do it and do it for you and make sure your content stays safe. And it's very, very.
10: Contentsafe.co.
0: Content yeah.
2: safe. Well, and
0: the other thing about content safe is because I do long form, if my upload doesn't work right, it's a, it's a longer process. So last night we did a four hour live show. I used some adult language, but then I didn't feel bad because we had a clip of, Whitney Webb with Jason Bermus, and boy, did they say "fuck" a lot during that clip. So that was really cool. And <laughs> uh, they dropped the word "technopoly." Damn, so I had to she's... pull out the "technopoly" book last night and get into the origins of the word and all these sort of things. So JP, when I get that, well, oh, it's actually on YouTube. Grand Theft World episode four, like two hours thirty minutes. You're in there twice. Honorable mention. Good job,
3: Tim. I know. I don't yeah. You want to jump in?
4: Yeah, I just want to uh, you know give a shout out to Library because I first heard about you guys probably four years ago on Ernest Hancock's show. Who's another guy who's been you know pioneering and and I think I first heard about you know Matthew from Ernest Hancock's show as well. And uh, and it really took me until this year to get on Library, but it's so easy compared to BitChute. I was I've been paying BitChute just to support them for like two years, and I stopped wow. even uploading to them about January. I just paid somebody to just upload all my stuff because I didn't. You know, one of my assistants just i just had them just upload everything back to bit but it's just such a pain that you know i don't have time for that so you know bit shoot is prioritized basically Well, besides youtube and so what i'm trying to do now is come out with stuff actually to my email list first or text message opt-in list i just did my first interview where i did that with uh, one of the co-founders of spacex and what i did is i had to go out in library first and in the, but in that video i tell people that so then when it goes out to youtube and then when it goes out to josh's Bitshoot channel which is much larger is directing people to library directing people to email signup list and i you know i wanted to see if jeremy could talk to me a little bit more about like the web 3.0 aspect of it because it you know it might get lost in, in our viewers and listeners who might have no idea what that means but before i do that i also want to give a shout out to Flo. i've been Using that pretty much since day one, uh, you know. Although I don't use it as much as I should, but you know, it they do make it really easy. They've been doing everything with like a shoestring budget. They're about to launch a token sale. I am a financial advisor, so I can't say it's just for informational purposes only. But you know, what, what they're doing right now is uh, I, I, I am pretty you know optimistic where they're going. But I think ultimately, and this is something that Ernie has talked about. Ernest Hancock is if we had because what I'd like to do is let's say live stream. I think if we promote our own websites have a you know a link to whatever live stream we're doing. So a Union of the Unwanted November 30th and then boom have like a flow. If we could have like an embed of the live stream from like, let's say float and then maybe when we're done live streaming and have that, you know, somehow go over to like a, like a library. I'm not, I'm not sure if that could be done or, you know, having some sort of IPFS system where if the video is not live, we can have it first hosted from our website and then have it go out to other places. Like in the long run, something like that I think would be really good for the community. I, I'm not a tech guy, so I don't know the capabilities of doing something like that would be. But I think ultimately going like low tech is almost like the new high tech of getting our email list. I recently switched off MailChimp because I took down Dan Dix. So we need to make sure all of our email lists are backed up or text message lists are backed up or contents backed up. So it's not just about the content. It's about our people's information because i was very optimistic four years ago when i first started making stuff and it was strictly on facebook and then overnight boom 99.99 percent you know reach reduction and it was november sixteenth 2016 it was one night boom just happened overnight and so uh, you know i learned my lesson real quick on that and i was just trying to do things on, on the other platforms but unfortunately our even our audiences don't want to go to other places and this was now they're getting to that point, but unfortunately, the other places are becoming like the you know nothing against them, but the Dan Bongino backed platforms of oh we've got the Bongino report as a as a alternative to the Drudge report. Now we've got Rumbler, which is Bongino's video service. And we've got Bongino's Twitter service. And, you know, all these guys that thought they knew everything, like they don't understand the bigger picture, which is the Web 3.0, which is if they can censor it, they will eventually censor it. And how do we make the content so that way it can't be censored? Then ultimately going back to low tech. So I know that was a kind of a longer statement, but I want to see if Jeremy could uh, maybe talk more about the Web 3.0 aspect of what you're doing on the library side of things.
5: Uh, sure. But before before I do, I also want to reiterate that Tim said it's very easy to use. Uh, so before, because the web three stuff gets nerdy. Uh, and so
12: and that's even easier why- to
4: use before you get censored. So I know Sam's <laughs> not here right now. So I wish Sam was here. Cause I told him this, I'm like, Sam, before you get kicked off, not to manifest that into the world, do it now because it's already there because once you're kicked off, it's going to be much, much tougher and, you know, cost a lot more time, effort and energy and money. So unfortunately Sam's not here to hear this uh, plug right now, but I, I have told him that in the past.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So this is actually why we launched, um, Odyssey to make this distinction clear. So Odyssey.com is a uh is the successor to YouTube. All right. You can go and check it out. It's super user friendly. It will bring over your whole channel. It's all of the some a lot, it's all the things we've talked about in terms of the the user experience, just being there, the product works. It's on uh when our iOS app comes out uh in December, we will be on all five operating systems, both phones, all three desktop operating systems. Um so it will be everywhere, user-friendly app on every platform. Um, but all, what's underneath all this is a technology called a uh, library that's, um, uh, well, I, I mean, I would use the word radical in the same way that Bitcoin was radical or the same way that, that, that uh, some earlier internet technologies, SMTP, which, uh, some people might not know which powers our email. That's a radical technology. It lets me deliver a message to anyone in there. Yeah, in their inbox and our email addresses, we own our email addresses. If we, at least if we wanna do it at our own domain, we're not using Gmail, we own our email addresses. So we're trying to turn digital publishing into this kind of thing. We want it to be an open standard, not owned by any one company, not owned by us, right? The, um, I'm the CEO of a company, I'm not a CEO of the protocol. The protocol is an open standard, uh, just like the way that 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 Bitcoin is. Um, I don't. I can get very nerdy. I'm a nerdy guy. I have a computer science background, and I can explain exactly what I mean by all of these things. I'm not sure that's where we want to go uh, on the show, um, but that's, that's the fundamental property: is that right? people understand that property with Bitcoin. I have my private key. I own this money. I, same kind of thing, but think publishing. This is my channel. It's mine. It's no one else's. No one else can come and take it away or delete it or whatever. All right. Um, that's the difference of
7: of library. So, so Jeremy, I've I've had a lot of people try to get me on Library, and you just talked about how you can import um, your entire YouTube channel. A yep. guy like me, super how easy, easy is it super to import? Easy. is it super? I have seventeen hundred plus could, videos. If
5: you you could start doing it right now, and you would be you would have the process started within two minutes, and you would get an email probably in about two, well, eight hundred videos. I don't know, one to three days. It's just going to be like it's done. So eight hundred, so seventeen hundred a week. Two Wait, weeks. You, you, I'm sorry. Did you say eight? I thought you said I'm, 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 I don't know. It's going to take a couple of, it's going to take a couple of days, less than a week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right,
4: man. Well, you awesome. have you have nothing, you have nothing to lose because you just click a button and it just, yeah, yeah. the so, process, yeah. Will I mean, initia- process will be
5: initiated. The process will be initiated in two minutes and you'll get an email. Like every step of the way, it'll be like, it, the thing is starting. The thing is done. You know, it's, that's why um, I was it,
4: telling Sam that you want to do this before you get kicked off. Because if you get kicked off YouTube, then it's going to be a pay- real pain in the butt to, Get your content over, but here anything you put up on YouTube automatically goes to Library and yeah. it's just or Odyssey. So it's and actually it goes to both. So if you post on Library, it then also goes to Odyssey as well. And it's that was just my super, question. Super, super yeah, so yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, well, that's library true, true, the true Library is the Library is this yeah. underlying network. You could think of it as something <sighs> like the federated web if you're familiar with that that kind of stuff. Um, so Library is this underlying network. It's an open standard. It's similar to IPFS if you. If you if you know IPFS, although IPFS is not oriented towards discovery and following publishers and these kinds of things, which library very much is, but from a data infrastructure perspective, it's it's similar.
3: Yeah, because that's well, you're a, selling
7: I, me on it for sure. I got to get in there.
3: <laughs> yeah, because th- th- that's kind of what what got my attention with uh, what Matthew was doing at Content Safe was like Richard said, like I want to spend more time podcasting, researching, doing you know c- creating content and not uploading on each individual platform so and then once i kind of I, I think when rich first told me about it i didn't really get what the hell he was talking about maybe it sounded too good to be true in july so i'm like what the hell is he talking about but uh once i, I we talked the, the second time uh, i'm like wait wait so he does similar to what like your podcast host would do you you upload it in one place and then they send it to spotify and itunes and all the podcast app so you don't have to go through the trouble of uploading to each individual location he does the same thing but with video and i'm like eureka because i'm like i want to go on BitShoot, i want to go on on library i want to go on all, float i want to go on all these platforms but the time it would take you know my limited time already to, to upload on each individual one artwork you know titles links whatever you want to put in uh, the show description i'm like it's so time consuming but it sounds like library already kind of has that same similar type of uh, technology, in regards from YouTube to Library, right? You can basically just take your your YouTube stuff. You don't have to upload things twice. Library will do the rest of the work.
5: That uh, that's right. Um, we will. Um, I and here here's the problem. And I I totally support the idea of Content Safe. I think what they're doing is is great, and I think it makes it's a service that makes a lot of sense to to use. Um, but the One of the things I've seen on the other side of this is is, is, as what I've watched creators either lose their audiences or creators. Some creators have made a a a purpose of building their audience up on Library, like I think James James Corbett would be an example. I think he's at like sixty thousand subscribers on 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 uh, followers on Odyssey. Um, He the a big difference is whether is what you do. It's with the one that you choose to talk about, the one that you choose to, and you can say multiple ones sticks would be an example of a creator. He's like, he like rotates. He does one every day. But you, the reason, a reason that people leave will be because you are suggesting that they do, or you're mentioning that these alternatives, because your audience trusts you, your audience looks to you. And so when you go and you say, Hey, this is better for me, or I think this, I, or I think this is the future, you know, you, cause you're talking about these problems. They're now, you know, and your audience is, is waking up and you're, they're, they're becoming aware of it, but they now need some guidance on, well, what, you know, what do I do? And and also, if you tell someone, well, use any of these four, you know, then now what? They, they've got to do all of the, the research. So um, I do think it's it's smart to to hedge your bets, to spread your content around. I totally endorse that as a strategy. But if your audience is looking to get somewhere else, like you kind of do need to offer some guidance and say, hey, like th- I'm going to be on these other ones, but like, this is the one that, you know, this is the one that I think is, you know, this, I'm suggesting this one, it makes it more people will come over. If you say, try X, than if you say, try X, Y, Z, or W, you know?
6: Yeah. I, I got a question. I, I, kind of coming back to the, the whole like storage and everything uh, for, you know, the future, when you look at, you know, Facebook, uh, Amazon, uh, and uh, all these big companies, they have mass amounts of data centers everywhere, you know, uh, they're spread out everywhere. What is your, uh, what is the plans, you know, for future and, and how are we gonna protect your content from, you know, rogue club platforms and y- so on you know, if you're using on, on them to be able side, to you know protect it and yeah.
10: On our side, one thing we're planning to offer in the near term is uh, offline storage to all of our content creators. So both uh, hard disk or tape drive backups, we can do those to whatever level of redundancy anyone need, wants to do. Actually, I I actively engage with the content creating world because they have lots of good ideas about what they think would be good approaches to securing their content. It was even Sticks and Hammer uh, that brought up the idea that uh, tape drives are probably the best way to go. (laughs) It's the cheapest per terabyte anyway, right? And we're adopting that strategy. you know, every platform, it kind of makes sense for a library or shoot to pull things from YouTube to their platform. That's wonderful. Uh, I I do think that philosophically, uh, I don't want to hurt everybody on to say Rockfin or Library or Float. That philosophically doesn't work for me. I would rather move them out into a variety of audiences. I recognize that there's a practical marketing hurdle there perhaps, but from a uh, standpoint of securing your content, being being sure that you're going to be reached that's why content Safe also tries to go that one step further and say how can we help you with staying in touch with your 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 uh, <clears throat> your your subscribers yeah as a content, content-
0: producer, the audience, that I, like if I put out the podcast last night, that some people will watch it on YouTube. Some are going to watch it on BitChute. Some are going to watch it on Library. They'll watch it on Library because if they lose their connection, it's it holds the place. They might watch it on BitChute because they could fast forward 10 seconds at a time, these sort of things. So I just try to give options so that the audience has, wherever they like to watch it, there's an outpost that we're publishing to
2: as I said, like there are so many platforms out there now, I mean, hundreds, hundreds. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the thing with us is, you know, I, we are a bunch of different social medias mixed into one. Um, you know, like we have so many different capabilities and it's difficult to tell people like, Oh, we're a YouTube computer, uh, YouTube competitor. We also have like a crypto Patreon model, you know, like it's very confusing. People are just like, what are you, um, (laughs) to everybody's point, uh something that we actually did on float which is my favorite uh feature <laughs> and it's so so small and minute but if you actually go on a Float profile you can look in the header and there are clickable um clickable little icons and we actually have linked a ton of different uh social platforms so like we have apple music BitChute, cash app d live dtube facebook gab hive linkedin mastodon median me we parlor patreon paypal reddit soundcloud live you know only thing i don't think we have on there is uh odyssey which we do need to get on yeah
5: li- i mean libraries it's we're we're we are trying to get people to just link odyssey on the on the web now instead of the the library.tv link uh yeah. but uh, you I'll know oh,
2: i'll get it on my dev my yeah. dev priority list This you week. don't
5: you don't need to do both just replace the just the replace library. The, the library the, the.
2: but i love i love that it kind of just gives everyone you know like your social channels on your profile right in your header so it's like the first thing that you see and all you have to do is just click this link and it brings you to your odyssey this link and it brings you to your youtube um it's just it's such a small little feature but i feel like it it has such a big impact because it kind of collectively just puts all of your data and all of your uh, accounts in one place where people can easily find your content.
5: Yeah, that's really smart. Um, I'm just about out of time. Uh, so I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Um, it was really great to, to, great be, to be on with to everyone. to talk you, Jeremy. Yeah, it was yeah. to And uh, we're, you, our, our team is very open. We're very available. So if you have questions, you're welcome to follow up with me, uh, me personally uh, or anyone at our, at our company. That's another thing where, we're trying to do differently as there are real humans you can you can talk to around here so uh, uh cheers and uh it's it's great to um it's great to meet all of you and it feels like we're really doing something here that that can work uh and so it's it's an encouraging
3: call thanks, thanks jeremy thanks jeremy appreciate I'll it to bless.
6: You. we'll talk to you soon Great
10: job. <laughs> 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 and just just to say on the heels of what jeremy just said that i look at Every single one of my content creators is being someone I want to know as much as possible. Uh, I want to understand what your problems are I want I want to be able to offer to you solutions, ways to manage your problems. Uh, I, that's the way I look at business in general I, I have businesses other than content safe this is not uh, my primary thing so uh, but it is my passion so I want to be able to get to know all of you that come on board.
2: Same.
8: Well, I'm interested in sitting down and talk to you. So yeah, man, this has been a great show so far. And, you know, to have everybody here from all these different websites be able to talk, it's it's been pretty historic to me. And I think it's great to know that you all kind of want to work together in the capacity. You know, obviously everybody wants to make their business thrive and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, any kind of way you guys can work together to push back because the more free open market, uh, it is there is the uh the the harder it is for them to censor all of us so mm-hmm. i think we there's strength in numbers even if you guys are competing uh for clicks and views working together is a lot better than banging with each other and well, just, you you don't
2: need, i mean there's plenty of market share right so like absolutely we, don't, we, don't need, we all don't need to be the the next facebook you know like that's just greedy there's plenty of market share out there we don't need to be the next youtube like we just need to be able to be a place be a beacon of hope in these really dark dark times where people can you know we all have different features and different things that we offer so let the people like really just go to different platforms we'll help each other as much as we can and kind of co -co co-market each other um, mm-hmm. but let people find a home that feels good to them. You know? that's, like, what,
0: that's what we've been doing as creators. I mean, we've all shared shows. We all share content, even though we kind of would technically compete with each other. We've been very good at collaborating all along. I mean, I felt welcome in the podcast YouTube community the whole time. I mean, it's been yeah. fantastic.
2: Collaboration every day. All my day.
8: opinion is that this is the most unique form of capitalism ever because yeah, you, you know, you have to. You basically have to earn your living, right? But it's like we can all earn a living. It's not like for the first time ever, we we're not like stores competing against each other. We can actually all lift each other up, and we mm-hmm. can all make a good living while still living in a in a capitalistic system, which is, you know, you get you 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 get your customers to. Enjoy your product and and uh you know purchase it. So well, I think it's the most unique thing I've ever. It's like it's like nothing building, ever before. Yeah, it's true capitalism.
10: News. Right.
1: Yeah, I, okay. I, I'm going to talk to you what Matthew uh, spoke about. I don't know a half hour ago about building a search engine across all the different kind of platforms, if that's even possible. Mm-hmm. One of, one of the things why I liked YouTube initially was that it allowed. Uh, small uh, creators to get promoted through its recommendation algorithm, which they had since tweaked to oblivion where it's impossible for that to ever happen again. So if mm-hmm. it's possible to create a new recommendation algorithm, I know it is, I know it's possible it is. that it actually works that we can use. Awesome. That's why TikTok is so successful right now is because it, it has that, that old recommendation algorithm that YouTube once has, and it's been active oblivion at this point.
10: It's all about data man, it's all about data indexing and algorithms. A lot of this stuff is open source academic work. It's on GitHub, it's on GitLab. We can avail of this stuff and we can aggregate data right now. The data is freely flowing. I mean I'll help you. Right? Uh sure. And by the way, the new architecture is pure Python.
1: So. Hey, I'm on. I'm yeah. on board. Hey, I love it. I mean, let me you just say this you too, about saying. recommendations
7: and algorithms, because you know, you guys just talked about it being true capitalism. No, it's fucking not. No, it is not. It is not even fucking close to true capitalism. If they can come out and brag on CNN that they've reduced my traffic by, yeah, but 80%. what I mean by that, James,
8: is that no, we're not getting globally. Not, we don't like. I don't have to win, and you have to lose. It's no, like, I, I get that. All win. Of it.
7: But you do understand that YouTube last week on the 18th decided that even if they demonetize me, they can monetize my content and steal all my money, right? That's not Mm -hmm. true capitalism. They've actually put that into play in their terms of service that if you're not a partner program, they can still monetize your content. Now, let me say this. That's technology that is enslaving us through censorship. Rockfin, to me, is the technology that is empowering us through telling my audience about this so they may not have all the algorithms built down but they can see that my audience actually watches my stuff that i am gaining subscribers etc and they're helping me out by putting out emails to people that are on that platform to watch my stuff i love and that life.
8: Yeah, i love that brilliant. i think that's huge yeah, i
7: i can't thank them enough no one's doing that for me <laughs> at big tech google would piss in my mouth sooner trust oh. me it would never happen hey, so we're all in the weird shit.
6: <laughs> yeah, library library also does that, which is great. So. Oh, awesome! Yeah, oh, it's fantastic, fantastic feature.
7: <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, Jamie, um, I just why do you explain to people why your platform is going to work? Because I don't think people understand that small time approach of finding niche audiences and bringing them in slowly. I think it, there's a lot to be said for that.
9: Uh, because we're creator focused mainly what that means is you know i said it right our mission is to be the best place to monetize content and uh to do that who needs to get paid the best is the creator you guys are the suppliers of the content without you there's no network and the problem that digital networks have have basically squeezed creators is that when network effects take hold meaning that You know, they get stronger and stronger as more people uh, join the platform and therefore becomes a better product. What happens is that their gains are exponential while the creator gains are linear. And that keeps getting that gap getting bigger and bigger as the network grows. So by us, mainly uh, having the creators be part of the growth of the network, that's one of the big reasons why when you joined the Ray token was, I don't know, 30 cents and the platform basically grew, grew like fivefold uh, in, in a few months. And, and now you see that the price of the token is over a dollar. And you had the option to say, I could cash out at 30 cents or I could cash out at, at more than a dollar. And so that's, that's the payment side. Like if you're happy, you're getting paid, then we can build features around uh you know making your experience better but also i think float mentioned not forgetting the user experience right like the user experience has to be intact for us the funnel of how people join and then pay is very important. We're looking at that every single day. Uh, the experience of watching videos, listening to podcasts, just giving user experience good. But the number one thing we did you know, when we started is, hey, let's make sure the economic model is solid for the creators because if they're happy, they'll invite their friends and their friends will invite their friends and they're part of, of the growth of the network.
7: Absolutely. That's why you got to get Richard Andrew Grove on there. Tragedy and hope is a great site. If he's applied, Jamie, you got to get him in there tomorrow, man. He's a big right. cat. They're good over there. Okay. All right. All right. Man, that's I such dimension. a good point.
8: We I was just going to say that's such a good point. A real Sorry, quick. Sam. So, hey, no, you know what, Truzilla, you haven't talked all day. You guys talk. All, all, all right, right,
1: Sam. Thanks, man. Well, I was just going to say like, you know, we're, you know, as a society, as a human race, we're so used to just being treated like shit by YouTube um in general just like it's just a constant like one commercial after the next and it's just like you know uh it's just we're, we're just beaten down by it you know and i think people in order to avoid that they they pay the nine whatever 99 a month to for uh youtube premium right to avoid uh just being treated like that and so you know if you could have a platform where yeah i am paying for the content but uh i'm you know i would be much more inclined to support something like that rather than just avoid being abused by YouTube like that's really what you're paying for it's like extortion or coercion basically is to avoid uh you know the mistreatment that you get from these places so if I could pay instead of that to support a platform like Rockfin man I, I mean that would be I'd be way more inclined to do that I think for sure you yeah.
3: also uh, another question for Jamie is uh so a lot of us we put po- post our audio or, or whatnot all over the place on I iTunes Spotify that. all that stuff if you're a, a specifically like an audio podcast is there a place for you on rockfin and also if you do also do the video thing but you post it everywhere how does it work in regards to like okay do i have to exclusively take keep it at rockfin and not be able to post it anywhere else how does that all work if you're you know because like myself i mean i i have a small presence on some of the video platforms but it's not a huge presence. The majority of my listeners are listeners. You know, they just listen to it on iTunes, Spotify or whatnot. So would, would there be a way of doing both or would we have to exclusively be on Rockfin?
9: Uh, so th- that's a great question. The answer is that creators do whatever they want to do. It's their content. We don't own any content. You want to put it in 10 different places? You can. We don't, we don't put rules on you to say, hey, you can't put that there. You know, once you're in, um, it's your content and you can do whatever you want. Now, we realize that to be the best place to monetize content, a subscription so far has worked really well. But there are people that, that want to put the free content. And uh, good news is that probably late this week, we're going to launch uh, tipping, which is kind of the equivalent of a super chat. So that's another way to monetize your content without necessarily being behind a paywall but to answer your question uh there's there's it's really the the creator decides whether this piece of content goes behind the paywall in front of the paywall whether it goes into 10 different platforms or justin Rockman, it, it's really up to the creator and they will test different strategies to monetize and see which one works best so um, that's that's decided. It's
7: not by and, us. And let me jump in really quick, because Whitney Webb has done yeah. a great job of doing everything you were just talking about, Ricky. So in other words, it's not just podcasts. Yes, there's a spot for podcasts there. So if you're just a podcaster, you can have your audio podcast video platform, obviously there. That's why I'm there. You can put articles in there. And then what else is nice is it kind of has a thread feature called a stack. So if you have a certain thing, so in other words, Mike Cernovich is on there. And, you know, Mike likes to sell a lot of his plans, right? So instead of being a Patreon subscriber to Mike, if you buy Rockfin, you not only get my content, you get everybody's. But Mike will have one of his, like, power courses in a stack for you to go through. They've done a really good job. It's like a playlist, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I remember they were called stacks for a while, but you could put stacks.
9: We still, we still call them stacks, but they, but the equivalent of, you know, for you guys that are on YouTube is the equivalent of creating a playlist essentially.
7: Yeah. Except for it doesn't necessarily have to be all video content. Now what I've done there, which I think is also important is I've started to do exclusives 11 AM Monday through Friday. So I go live there. I'm not live on any platform. I'm free for 24 plus hours. This is also what's nice about it. So I get my audience to come in, they come watch me. I decide what's a little too spicy for YouTube. I keep that there. I maybe cut two clips out or whatever and I put that on YouTube, I premiere that stuff, but that lives there free for 24 hours. So I tell people, hey, go check this out. You can join us live. That brings people in to follow. Then after 24, 36 hours, I then put it behind the paywall of premium. So if you support me, you now get my archives. Now, some of that stuff is archived on YouTube, but not all of it. I did a 30 plus minute broadcast today there that is going to live on Rockfin. It's still free. So again, people have that motivation because one of the other cool things about Rockfin, guys, which is amazing, is that I have a huge email list without having a huge email list. What do I mean? Everybody that makes an account gives up their email. And if they signed on through you, you got that email too. They have unbelievable analytics. Uh, Jamie, you put together the platform, my friend. I I can't talk it up enough, but With that, let's say I get cut off of YouTube. Now I can start a MailChimp or whatever, and I can go to all those people that I know are somewhat interested in me. So it's not just clicking. The only thing I could think they could do better is maybe let me embed my player, you know, and that would be awesome. (laughs) But other than that, the embed the player, it it is fantastic, 100%. So in other words, you want to watch my stuff. Yeah, it's free, but you still got to sign up. So you have those people that you at least know are interested in information beyond what you're getting. On Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter.
8: Yeah, and that's quick, great, Jamie. Oh, sorry, uh, Jamie. My big—I'm uh, computer stupid. For somebody who's, who lives on the internet, and makes his living off the internet, I am dumb when it comes to all the you know tech stuff. And uh, I mean, I would love to start live streaming to Rockfin, but that setup seems to be super difficult. Or maybe it's just I don't understand we it. We had but, some
2: problems with it, too.
8: So, I mean, like, there's certain ways, like on Patreon, right? I could start on, like, StreamYard and put a link that allows me to uh, live stream straight to uh, Patreon and nobody else can see it. I, I use YouTube, but there's other there's other formats. And then I end up pulling the video off of YouTube because it's too racy. But uh, do you think there's any chance of that, um, that happening on Float? Cause I would love to do content on there and try to get that going doing live streams. I just, I just can't, I have no clue of the stuff that I try to do it. I'm like, okay, I might as well speak Chinese at this point because I really don't know what it, how to do it.
2: A live stream on float. It's as easy as just copying your stream key and your RTMP key. And yeah. Keep- see,
8: that's to me, even I'm just dumb. I can I can't find my stream key. I don't even know what my stream key looks like. I can barely find my car key. <laughs> Sam, we'll get you, bro. Me and you will do a well, 5 minute private
2: and I'll have I'm you just like
8: man. I, I would love to. I got I two daughters.
2: In on that I want to private.
4: You
8: got Yeah, it. I mean if my yeah, daughters knew how to do all this, I'd be safe, but she, they're 9 months old uh and they're taking <laughs> all my cash right now. So I can I can't even <laughs> Get a tech guy to do it. Um, so that's actually my- yeah.
9: J- Jason Burmas is our our live stream expert. We we go to him to ask him questions about live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. It's a lot easier.
7: One, and I, I I admit I'm a kind of a computer dork. But Sam, I'm trying to make it out to California uh, to go give Fitch the rig that I'm running on right now, so he can start live streaming soon. If you're still out there in California not touring, maybe we'll do a thing. We'll set you up as well. It's not that hard. I agree. The next step for Rockfin would to be, you know, a YouTube style app that you don't need, um, whether it be OBS. I use XSplit. That's what I'm using right now for this broadcast um, to, to do that. But I'm, I'm sure that's down the line. That's when it's ultimate. Right. When I can take my phone, I can take a little stick like this and I can stream in high definition to everybody at an event. And I'm waiting for that. The you know, the first app that's letting me do that through a phone without third party software, I think is also gonna have a huge edge in everything we're talking about. Especially in this society when there are so many influencers that literally have no tech savvy, they just know how to put their phone in their face, hit record, and for some reason people find them interesting. Thank God. (laughs) Thank
1: God.
9: (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting. I, I think that's a very, I, and we've we've had this uh, request before, right? Of like live streaming on the streets, whether it's on a protest or an election day or whatnot. So it's definitely something we're working on. Um, we we focus right now on the, the A lot of our big events are actually sports sports events. So we before the event, we sat we sit with these people. We make sure it's all good that we're getting the right signal. We walk them through it um, make sure they have good internet. That's the number one rule for live streaming. The creator needs to have good internet and, um, and then the setup. But, um, yeah, I think it's a great idea, but we'll walk you through it too. If not, we'll, we'll send you to Burma's and, and we'll help
3: you figure it out. Hey, Graham, I know you had, uh, some questions also. Did do you have any other questions in, or did that kind of answer it a little bit or...
0: Yeah, it was just the same thing you asked about audio. So it was kind of more not only for Rockfin, but the other platforms like distributing audio only for that. Like I, I agree with Mike. YouTube, the YouTube app is so intuitively functional. That it's hard to beat that for, you know, I use it to listen to stuff as well, but I, you know, I got to get myself off there personally. And we only use YouTube for the searching and for the few people that watch us live. So mainly everything is audio, similar probably to Truthzilla and Monica and, and Mike.
2: Well, on Onslaught, you can upload uh, like an MP4 file and just upload mm-hmm. audio right right to the uh, newsfeed there.
0: Yeah.
3: Cool. That's it.
2: Yep. That's as simple as that.
3: <laughs> so uh, would that now, Jamie? Would that or somebody else who's on Rockfin might be able to answer this? Now, if you just basically po- post it everywhere, how would that affect your mon- You know, monetizing the the work because aren't you basically not exclusive on Rockfin. So why would you be able to participate in the monetizing of the content?
7: Well, Ricky, think about what I do, right? So like, if you like my stuff, instead of just giving me a $10 super chat or paying me $10 once on Patreon, if you're paying me $10 a month, that means if you missed my show three times last week, I put that behind the paywall. They watch that. Now let's say, you know, I do the show with John Fitch, John Fitch also on Rockfin. Somebody signs up through Fitch, and Fitch mentions Mixed Marshall Mindset, and they decide instead of watching it on YouTube and Twitter, because I can triple stream. I triple stream to Rockfin, YouTube, and Twitter at the same exact time. I could probably quadruple stream without Restream.io. You know, it, it's you know, a rig that's 1200 bucks will do that for you, right? So if you watch that same thing behind a premium wall, it's also going to add towards the Ray tokens on there. And if you're subscribed, you have access to all those archives and the exclusives on top of it. So I, I put out all my stuff all over the place. And a lot of it is free. I want people to be able to watch that stuff and be like, awesome. There's creators out there like Richard Medhurst, who I'm a big fan of. I got to get on the show. You should get on this show, Ricky, who gives all of his stuff away for free. You know, I'm trying to get Co- uh, Corbett on the, on the uh, rock Rockfin. I have now for over a year because you can do that. And I think that's good to his model and if they want to support him they can still pay 9.99 for corbett he just happens to tell you everything's for free and nothing's behind a paywall i think it is the ultimate platform for you decide how much you want to monetize and how you want to do it because at the click of a button your content is either free or it's not you can decide at any moment to make something premium or free like that you know it's it's, yeah so it's
9: get it yeah um yeah it's like like jason said it's really up to the creator you know, in, in all honesty, if it's free, well, if it's free on Rockfin, you don't you're currently you don't are unable to monetize it. Now, later this week with tipping, people might be able to send you a super chat, whether it's a video, a live stream, an article or whatnot. But uh, as of right now, you know, the, it's just a, a strategy of monetization, right? So if if everything that you put on Patreon, for example, you put it every everywhere else, what's the carrot that's going to let some like entice somebody to subscribe. Uh, There isn't much, right? But if you give bonus content or whatever, then that's what, that's the carrot. So it's just really a creator strategy on, on best to monetize content. What Jason described is his strategy, right? Um, You know, some other people have different strategies. Some other people have, uh, I make this one show sidebar that is, that is exclusively to Rockfin. Some people have, I uh, think the, the Vagabond is starting a series around a specific topic that is exclusive to Rockfin, but everything else that he produces, uh, it's free on Rockfin. So, you know, to answer, short answer to your question is, is the strategy that, you know, Jason's been on the platform for a while now. So he's, he's tinkered with different strategy and he's found one that works for him. And he has grown since, since he started doing that strategy.
7: Yeah, and look at Jimmy Dore, right? So Jimmy Dore has taken kind of the same model that he did for YouTube. And what that model is, is he live streams, right? Anybody can tune into Jimmy Dore and it'll be an hour of commercials before it even gets there because he wants the audience there. You can't rewind it. You can't replay it. You either catch it live or you don't. So that whole show goes away. Then he takes his two, three hour show. He puts up 60 minutes worth of clips out of that two, three hour show. But if you're a Patreon member, you have full access. And now if you're a Rockfin member, whether you're signed up for me or anybody else on there, you also have full access to that. So he puts up all those same little clips that he puts up for YouTube for free on that platform and every platform. But if you want to watch the full unedited show that's three or four hours that was streamed live, you're a premium member. I hope that kind of explains the different types of models you can have on that platform.
8: I love it. Hey guys, I just want to say this has been historically awesome. I'm honored to be a part of this. I unfortunately have to jump. I love this. I want to say Ricky, Mike, Charlie, great job. Ricky, you did a great job booking this. And uh it was a real honor to be a part of it. And I appreciate everybody. TruthZilla should talk a little less. Not only can guys, you guys crushed it. And good to see Adam on here. Look who's in the big yeah, yeah. leagues now, Adam. Yeah.
2: Huh? Look at <laughs> Look you. I love it. Guy.
8: Listen, man, I just gotta say this. I love that that little uh, that that new podcast like Truthzilla, Adam, I don't know you Schneider, but uh, I'm sure you're a crusher too. And I just love that the Union of the Unwanted has every level of this shit. And I think it's great. And I think that's why this Union of the Unwanted is so special, man. And great things are gonna happen. And when I see Truthzilla, who I know those guys started, when they started, I was like, fuck yeah, go for it. Great name. Deborah gets red pilled. I love it, dude. I mean, this is a guy who's been on my Patreon forever and he jumps in all the time. Now he's here on the Union on the Wanted with his own podcast. Like, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's what makes this so special. And it was a real honor to be here. I love everybody here and uh, I look forward to the next one. Thank you, guys. Thanks,
3: Thanks Sam.
4: Thanks, Sam. Thanks,
3: Sam. Thanks, Sam. Hey, so we just uh, celebrated our uh, six-month anniversary and
11: Megan got us uh, socks for the people that inspired us the most. So he got Melissa Floyd socks and I got... Pair sam Tripley socks man. So <laughs> that,
3: man i saw those actually on your instagram that's awesome
11: yeah
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah hey adam so did you want to jump in here do you have any questions for uh for jamie or for uh matt or for or anybody else
4: um i'm probably more computer dumb than sam is which is hard to believe but um <laughs> Yeah, I'm just still amazed that I can like record something on Zoom and, and then it appears on iTunes. So I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna listen for now. If you guys wanna talk about like Hillary Clinton fucking kids and wearing their faces later, I'm I'm I'll be more vocal. <laughs> I think that's the <laughs> next episode. Uh, yeah, that's actually the
3: next, <laughs> episode, oh, next episode. Specifically that topic on the next episode. Yep.
4: <laughs> now, I just wanna say that Sam and Jason have been a Doing a great job promoting Rockfin, and I want to. I've been trying to get Josh Seegerson to go on there. Uh, I was trying uh, to
7: get Josh too, man. F- fucking, I had like him trying on to like drag a hor- I'm sure
4: Aaron, with she could attest how hard it is to drag that kid to water to do anything, but That's uh, true. yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try. But I, I, I had a question for Jamie What if I were to sign up underneath uh, Jason's link, referral link, and I watch Jason's stuff and I also watch Sam's stuff too? Does Sam get a piece of like the action or is there, like some sort of like pro rata? Like I spent 50 Like how, how does that work in terms of getting other yeah. content creators compensated?
9: Um, we separated in acquisition and retention royalties. So your nine ninety nine the first time you sign up of course goes to the person you sign up through a hundred percent. And then after that it starts decreasing the acquirer has a a Uh, hold in the lifetime value of your subscription. So basically, whoever you acquired uh, your subscription gets paid for the lifetime of that subscription, even if they're not consuming them. And then the rest is split up by uh, your behavior, who you watch um, uh, and split up based on on who you watch. Does, Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, I know that that totally makes sense. And I've got to run, but you know, thank you everyone for everything that you've done. And I, I want to get in touch with uh, Jamie at some point to talk about getting on Rockfin. But uh, anyways, thank you so much for everyone, and thank you, Ricky, for putting this I gotta together. I got
1: to run too. I just want to say that uh, that Jason explained it very well, Rockfin, because uh, Jamie was very kind enough to talk with me about Rockfin. I just couldn't pull the trigger on it at that point in time. But I'm thinking like 2021 is a a good time to do that. Uh, Jason explained it very well. Like he, I I thought about it in a new way and. Uh, Sam was kind enough to to speak for me to get over there on RockBand, and I, I think it's time. I think it's time to do it. I think they offer a good pl- good platform. The UI is amazing, and being able to stream there live, uh, I think I can figure that out. Maybe I could help Sam, but I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah,
9: I gotta jump too, guys. I appreciate all the compliments. We we recognize we still have a lot of work to do, uh, but uh, at the same time, we're happy, very excited where we are, and excited for the future. And no, let me Thank shout you. out
7: to Jamie too because he actually was a big fan of the original Union of the Unwanted podcast, the very first it. one you did. I posted it over on Rockfin in two parts, and Jamie got at me afterwards. He said, "Dude, this was awesome. Uh, it gave us so much insight on how we can grow our platform." And it was back then, you know, that there was first talking about a super chat mechanism. And I got to tell you, my nipples are super hard just thinking about it. Next week, Jamie, I can't <laughs> wait. Let's get it going. I love it <laughs> and uh, keep it up, brother. So we got a fan on the podcast. I love it.
9: Awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. I definitely joined that union. they wanted looking for, Hey, what, what are these guys talking about? What do they need? Uh, that's definitely the best product research I've done.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's the idea of this show is kind of just bring people together and just, you know, cross pollinating and helping each other and creating a community. And I'm a fan. I mean, I've talked to all you guys, all, you know, I've talked to, uh, kinsley i've talked to uh jamie i've talked to matthew i've talked to all these alternative uh platforms except BitChute. so fuck them i'm kidding but um uh, but you know it is is one of those things where where like i i'm so hopeful for the future because like you guys actually care about the content and the you know the the creators and 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 you know and see this censorship issue as an issue also so i like it's it's help it's helpful for us to like be like okay like the person behind the platform, or the person be, you know, creating this, or, or making the decisions, actually does. They they care. They care, and they're and in some cases are fans of the content creators. So uh, you know, I think it, it, it's awesome. It makes me feel much more willing to want to go help. The platforms and, and and invest in the platforms and and promote the platforms you know i mean i'm i hope that this show helps promote some of the platforms and a, maybe even answer some questions that some listeners have about these platforms uh before they jumped over so i mean i'm, I'm just doing my part in helping i just gotta stop promoting and actually join the platforms now
1: well let's mention them one more time so we had uh we had odyssey on as odyse com. uh and you have contentsafe.co uh, we also have a rockfin.com on and float.app.
2: F-L-O-T-E.
1: Yep, Dot .app.
2: Dot app. Yeah, hey, I got a quick All
0: question right. for Jamie if he's still here. I can't see if he's still I'm here. I'm still here. All right, so uh, I'm still in the queue. And if you have to evaluate my content, the, the best sample is from last night, grandtheftworld.com. And it's episode four. And if you like what you see and you want that type of live streaming content with references and and footnotes, then uh, yeah, I'm interested. E- e- email two, me like, again. We five times to say it. E- e- email me again.
9: Email me again. Email um, me again. And email me directly at uh, creators at rockfin I'll just do a
1: Twitter to we both get, get, you guys. We get a, <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tweet you both in. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I'll
7: tweet you you both in. Jamie's been super responsive about that. We just got Jamie Deluxe on the platform. We got to get Jamie Deluxe on. We've had Jamie Deluxe on this once. Yeah, he he was on. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. We just can't get him and you and Whitney Webb because then there's too many f bombs. So we just have to (laughs) minimize (laughs) that. Hey guys, I appreciate
9: (laughs) the time. Later, Jamie. Thanks again, (laughs) bro.
3: Jamie, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Jamie,
10: we'll be in touch.
2: I got to run to you guys. I have just a very overzealous puppy here who is chewing on everything. Thanks, Aaron. See ya.
3: Thanks, 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 Aaron. Anybody else want to? I think we're winding down the show, anyway, so that's all yeah, good. Thanks. Mr. Snyder, that was good meeting. Mr. Robertson, anybody want to? Uh, any last thoughts? Any any, any uh, feedback on? Well, it's, the- a,
11: it's a real education for me because I'm I'm I went to the Sam Tripoli Technical Institute <laughs> and graduated with uh, full honors. Uh, so I know nothing. So this is just a big eye opening. Um, experience for me. I mean, I'm familiar with the platforms, but as far as how they all work and what differentiates one from the other is something that I'm, I'm really not clear on. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there like me that are able to listen to this and then they'll be able to, uh, make decisions on where they want to be. And maybe they want to be everywhere. Maybe the, maybe the plan is be everywhere so that it's impossible for them to take you down and, um, so thanks, guys. Everyone that that came on and and gave these detailed explanations about how the technology works. It's we're in a real pivotal time. You know they're trying to silence anybody that's talking about really important things uh, for obvious reasons. So this it's sort of a now or never uh, proposition for us as far as getting this information out.
1: Well said, Charlie.
3: Oh, thank you, Mr. Snyder. Nothing, huh? You're not gonna say something. Uh-huh.
12: I don't know, man. I mean, like, I, it's one of those things where I was just enjoying kind of, like, listening to everyone else talk about it because my perspective on it comes from a very different background, which is, like, filmmaking. And filmmaking, you don't get censored so much as you never get anything but censored. And so to give you an example of kind of, like, what that's like, take the MPAA. One of their, uh, the people on their advisory board who appeals NC-17 uh, rating decisions, that's a priest. So you have, like... Uh, religion looming over the censorship model as it applies to what rating something does or does not get. If you want to be included, uh, say you have a film that comes out and you want someone to give uh, a film review, it has to premiere at certain venues within a, a certain uh, like city or municipality in order to qualify for whether or not it makes it into the paper. So censorship, in my perspective, uh, coming out of my world, It's something that's like an integral part of creating a social environment that then paves the way to festivals, which themselves are gatekeepers as well. So it's really interesting to hear all of it from like a completely different realm, because we know that these big tech kind of Entities were farted out by DARPA in a very broken way, almost by design, such that there was a very brief window of time wherein we were able to avoid censorship. And now that's closing. So it's really interesting to see all of this come out of that closing door. Have you seen this
7: film is not yet rated just because you were talking about the censorship and the MPA. I have
12: seen it. I have seen it. Yeah.
7: Big fan of that film. Can't recommend it enough. I actually interviewed Kirby Dick back in the day as well. I encourage people to check it out. That's the last thing I'll say on this union. I'll be online.
10: You know, uh, something else I should state is that we've got in the works coming up soon, our own podcast, show called Deplatformed, platformed. And I'd really like to have some of you guys on there, especially uh, talking about censorship, uh, historically uh i think that would be a great topic to talk about for an hour or two
3: awesome fantastic yeah and then adam the gets red pilled deborah gets red pilled adam is from deborah gets red pilled so definitely check out that podcast we've actually discussed it i think uh, you need you owe truthzilla some uh some some money yeah. because i'm kidding uh because they, they gave you a shout out on one of these uh these shows and then uh, obviously richard grove new show you want, to, you want to let people know where they can get that? It's awesome. He actually, all, all of us might eventually be on that show at some point because he talks about what the alternative media is discussing and he takes clips from, you know, everybody's shows and talks about it and, uh, and gives everybody some props, which is awesome.
0: I wanted a one-stop shop where I could go and find all my favorite creators because they're all getting scattered to the wind. So everybody from Corbis to Ricky Corbett to Ricky to Burma's, uh, Whitney Webb, Derek Bros, Mark Passio, all on one page, grandtheftworld.com. And then weekly, we do a podcast. So there's a chronological news feed of everyone's productions for the week. So you just can go through there, Luke Radowski. Uh, but we take like the top 10%. Here's the most prolific stories of the week. And we break it down in the podcast and add additional references uh, to what those fine creators already do. So Jason, last night in one of the clips, he mentioned uh, Technopoly. So we got into technocracy at a totalitarian level becomes technopoly. Broke out the the sources and references to educate the audience so that they can talk about it at a realistic level. So uh, it's freedom, united, at Grand Theft World.
3: Awesome, awesome. .com. And then de- de- definitely check out uh, Conspiracy Synergy. Right, that, that you you are you're still obviously working on that, and you want to let people know where they can get that
12: ah i've I've broken it into two parts the first part will be done in like a couple of weeks i'm going fucking insane
3: it's like is it is it conspiracy synergy.com or what's the yeah it is
12: that's uh that's primarily the website and it's uh um yo adam over at deborah guts Guts red pill i have a very i have like this is a segue question are you ever going to do an episode where you try and get her to explain something to somebody because that's kind of one of the the introductory kind of wheels of going through this world is just trying to articulate any of this shit to somebody else. You know what I mean? Is that going to be an episode? I'm curious.
4: Yeah. Um, one of her, she has one friend who's like listening with an open mind. So I'm going to have her go back and I'm going to have her on and have her do my, my job. And I'm just going to sit there and laugh. That's awesome. You should yeah. do such you a should fun do a, show. I've
11: been a guest on the show. Same it's here. such a great show. It's such a
4: great concept. It, <laughs> we
11: had such awesome. a good time. And when I got done, I felt so bad. Poor Deborah was like, holy oh, hurts. <laughs> oh. like, that was I my favorite part about rain. it. I'm about sorry, halfway through the episode. Man. People Not gotta have to check that out. That is that's a great show. And TruthZilla, my friends at TruthZilla, I will see you in two days. Yeah, yes. Can't yes. wait, man. Yeah.
1: I gotta get out, out of here. Matthew, I'm curious about looking at the the code repo. This Python, I want to take a look. So I'll uh, I'll email your I think one of your uh, coworkers Owen. I talked with him, nice guy. So uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. mentioned sure.
10: that you guys had a great conversation. And so. uh, if you want to schedule, I got a Calendly link in there in chat. Uh, drop me an email. Cool, either either one.
1: Love to. I love talking to you guys. I will see thanks, you guys, guys in like two weeks or so.
9: Yeah.
3: Thanks absolutely. again. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks everybody yep. for bye joining bye. Bye. us. Thanks take everyone care.
11: for coming. Um,
3: thanks for having bye. me guys. Peace guys. Bye.
10: Have a good night. Thanks, Ricky.
3: Hey, thank you. Yeah,
10: thanks, Ricky.
12: Always wonderful hearing your lovely voice, Ricky.
3: <laughs> <laughs> some people, well, my, my my wife might disagree with you, but it's uh...
12: guys, stop letting her talk out of your voice. Not, not, no more. Thanks, guys,
3: and I'm glad we could plug we could plug some of the the fast up and coming shows, the Conspiracy Synergy, Truthzilla, Deborah gets red pilled uh this is like the jre but instead of bringing comedians up or bringing other podcasters so it's yeah. it's nice man, to, to ricky you out. have
11: no much i have no idea how much we appreciate you man like, yeah for so sure
3: awesome. hey we all guys. got help we all got help you know i yeah. mean yeah. We, yeah. we we you know so that's the least we can do oh yeah thanks guys okay. hey thanks, have a guys. great night nice, nice. guys nice. enjoy see
1: you adam bye guys thank you oh, thanks, adam. See you in two days Charlie. all right <laughs> see you guys <laughs>